turn to the book of John, the 14th chapter. Uh, I'm excited about this word today, and I, I'm going to try to just drop this on you in a, in a timely manner, manner to the best of my ability. But I feel like this is a word for somebody here today. How many people are expecting to receive something from the word of God today? Amen. Yeah, same here, same here. And so if you have your Bibles, John the 14th chapter, going to read two verses starting in verse 25, and I'm reading from the amplified version of the Bible. It says this, I have told you these things while I am still with you, but the helper, the amplified says the comforter, the advocate, the intercessor, the counselor, the strengthener, the standby. The helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, which means in my place, to represent me and act on my behalf. In my name, he will teach you all things. Everybody say all things. And he will help you remember everything that I have told you. I want to talk to you today as we continue this March Madness uh, series. I want to talk to you on a sermon titled, The Greatest Assist Leader of All Time. The Greatest Assist Leader of All Time. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this awesome day. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you would just use me. You know how we do it. I can't do it without you. Speak through me. Help me, Father. Let us all be recipients of your word today to receive what you have for us, specifically for us in this place. We love you and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen. There are many facets and factors to basketball, and I know some of you guys know basketball, probably keeping up with March Madness. I know Justin is a big March Madness guy, keeping up with the brackets. And there's many factors and facets to basketball. And one of the key attributes to a good player in basketball, and, and Keelan would tell you this, he's a basketball player. Clearly, he just made $100 taking a shot, um, is the, the assist is a, is a point of basketball. And an assist is attributed to a player who passes the ball to a teammate in a way that leads directly to score by a field goal, meaning they were assisting in the basket, meaning dribbling, they see someone that breaks open, they pass the ball, the person they pass to makes the basket. Not only does a person make the basket get points, but the one who threw the pass gets the assist. Everybody caught up. Everybody's like, I didn't even know that, Pastor Kelly. Well, welcome to Pathway. You learn about basketball here. But you don't win basketball games without an assist. You know, if you just had one person that was trying to always do it by themselves and no one looking out for them and to find them in an open pass to try to do it, then you would find it being very difficult to to win games if you don't have anybody assisting you. How many people believe that it's sometimes good to have somebody assisting you? And so it makes what it makes a basketball team a team. It's it's and one of the greatest players to do it. Now I'm going old school. I don't know if there's any old school 80s, 90s basketball uh, people, but I but I think of the a guy that played for the Utah Jazz named John Stockton. And I don't know I don't know if you know that, but John Stockton was he is now currently and has been. He is the leading assist in NBA. He holds the record for the most assist in an NBA career. He played for 19 years and he attributed to 15,806 assists. So there was 15,806 
passes that he passed to someone that then took the shot and got the, the field goal. And so we know that Stockton made everybody on the team better. In fact, in second place, just to show you how much of a, of a player he was, second place is Jason Kidd at 12,000. So we see that this Stockton was, he, he was on to something when it comes to the assist. Because we all need something and somebody to assist us. Let's don't get it. I mean, I'm a Michael Jordan fan. I'm a Michael Jordan fan. It was when I was, it was my era. I know we got Le, LeBron. I know it was a, the great debate. Who's better? LeBron. How many people think LeBron's better than Jordan? Y'all wrong. Y'all wrong. Y'all, y'all ain't even welcome here. How many people believe that Jordan is, is over LeBron? Yeah, that's, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. But l- let's, let's, let's get it, let's, don't get it twisted, though. Jordan was great, but he was not great without Pippen. He was not great unless he had a Scotty Pippen. Because, yeah, he, was, he made all, he won all of the MVPs and the championships, but it was someone that was assisting him. To be the great that Michael Jordan was. Imagine playing basketball without the help of an assist. And and it's like that in our life. And I'm just using the basketball reference for for the backstory to really go here today. Because we have Jesus that is speaking in the book of John. And he's saying, listen, I've told you these things that while I'm with you, he's saying, I'm leaving but I'm going to leave with you a comforter. I'm going to leave with you a helper. I'm going to leave you someone to assist you, to be in everything that you are to be and can be while you're on this earth. He says, I ain't going to leave you high and dry. I'm out of here, but I am here to help you and to leave someone, a helper, a counselor, an intercessor, a strengther, an assist person to help you. The Greek word here for the Holy Spirit is parakletos, which means one who is called to one's side, especially to help or to assist. Pastor Danny would always preach this and it always stuck with me. You, you think of a paramedic, a para, it comes from the, the, the Greek word that lets us know that they are there to, to deliver aid to someone that is, that is sick. A parachute is there. I'm, I'm jumping out of a plane in two weeks, for real, y'all. I'm going skydiving in two weeks. Y'all stretch your hands right now and pray for me, y'all. It's a Saturday. I need to be here on Sunday. I need to be here on Sunday. But that parachute is there to, uh, to make sure it's going to be a lot easier to get to the ground with a parachute than without one. And so the parachute is there to assist. And, and it says here, Jesus is speaking, the Holy Spirit whom the Father sent in my name, in my place to represent me on my behalf. He will teach you all things. Because we have to understand that we understand that the, the, the way that this comes about is that when God did his job, when God created the heavens and the earth, when he, he flung the stars into the sky, and when, when he said the oceans can only go this far, when he created then he, then he picked up the dust from the ground and he created man. And then the man he created, he reached in and pulled out a rib and he created a woman. And so God did his job and then he made man rule over all of, the, all of creation. God did his job. And then 4,000 years later, he sent his son. He says, I got to give the, the, the earth, I got to give the world the greatest gift of all. So he sends his son to his only begotten son and God wrapped himself, God 
himself in flesh and Jesus steps on the court of life and he begins in a small town of Bethlehem and waits 30 years before he starts his public ministry and then he fulfills his mission on a cross as a ransom for our sin. Everybody say Jesus did his job. Jesus did his job and he he's now sitting at the right hand of the father and so God the father did his job and he's and he's sitting on the sidelines and then Jesus did his job and he's at the right hand of the father sitting on the sidelines and finally Jesus says Holy Spirit it's your turn it's get in there and so then he says, listen, I'm leaving. But but then we he, he speaks in the first chapter of Acts. He says, but I'm going to leave something with you. I'm going to leave a comforter, someone to assist you, to help you. And so we see now that we are living daily with the assistance of the Holy Spirit. But are we? But are we? Are we really untapping and really locking into the power and the the assistance of the Holy Spirit in our life? Because the Holy Spirit is the most influential part of my daily life. I pray to Jesus. I pray to the Father. But when it comes to me, how I am when I'm on the road, when, it, when I function in my daily life, it is the Holy Spirit that is the greatest influence to my life. And so when I understand that the Holy Spirit is there to assist me, it will help me be, become everything that God has for me to be. The Holy Spirit is waiting and assisting you. When you step into that important meeting on your job, he's there to help you. The Holy Spirit is waiting and assisting you that when you sit down to take that exam or write that essay for that school scholarship, he's there with you. The Holy Spirit is waiting and assisting you that that when you are deciding on the best time to ask that girl to marry you, he's right there to lead you and guide you. Or the Holy Spirit is waiting on you to assist you when you say yes to that man when he asks you to marry you. The Holy Spirit is waiting and assisting you that when you are still in the season of waiting on somebody, the Holy Spirit is there never to leave you, never to leave you by yourself. How many people are grateful for the Holy Spirit that assists us in our life and when it feels like no one is there in our life the Holy Spirit is there there to help us because the Holy Spirit is the greatest assist leader of all time salvation is necessary but the Holy Spirit is an upgrade it's an upgrade. You can, you can ask Jesus into your heart and you are changed. Heaven will be your home. But sometimes we don't fully take advantage of the working and the power of the Holy Spirit in our life. We need an upgrade. Somebody say upgrade. We need an upgrade. Much like when your cell phone needs an upgrade, you go into the, the Sprint store, the Verizon store, and, and you say, it's time for me to get an upgrade because you have that iPhone 7 that no one has anymore, and then you decide to upgrade to the latest iPhone, and it's got three times better low lighting photos on the ultra wide camera, two times better low light photos on the main camera. It's an upgrade. Your pictures look better. Your video looks better. And if you have an Android, I need to say nothing. I need to say nothing. And maybe the Android Maybe you want to get the Samsung Galaxy S23 Ultra. 
I, I Googled that on my iPhone. I, I Googled it on my iPhone. And, and, and that will be your upgrade because on that Android Samsung Gal Galaxy, you can call people on it. You can text people on it. I think it has a camera. I think it has a camera. I, I don't know, but I think it's got a camera. Come on, how many iPhone people say yeah? yeah. How many Android people say boo? <laughs> yeah, but it's an upgrade. How many people knows that we are, we can live our life with an upgrade in our life and in our hearts. And so we understand that the Holy Spirit is the greatest assist leader of all time. The Holy Spirit assists us with help. Somebody say help. Is there anybody here that you say, I sometimes I need some help? It says this in John 14, 26. It says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. When life says you can't, the Holy Spirit reminds you that you are enough because it says he will teach you all things and remind you all that I said to you. That is so strategic in our life because sometimes you need to be reminded by the Holy Spirit who you are in Jesus. Sometimes you have to be reminded that you aren't going down. Sometimes you have to be reminded that when the doctors say, give you a grim report, the Holy Spirit reminds you that God is still your Jehovah Rapha. Sometimes you need somebody to remind you that when life says that you will never have enough and when you are like the old school people used to say, you are a day late and a in a dollar short, the Holy Spirit reminds you that God is still Jehovah Jireh. When it feels like you're dealing with less and less, the Holy Spirit reminds you that God is still El Shaddai, the God that is more than enough. Sometimes I need to be reminded that God is still on the throne for my life. I've got to be reminded, even David said, he goes, I look to the hills where cometh my my help comes from the Lord. The Holy Spirit is the greatest assist leader of all time. The Holy Spirit is also the avenue to peace in your life. The rest of that verse says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives you do I give to you. True peace is not binge watching Netflix. True peace is not thinking happy thoughts. True peace is not a guy's day out hitting golf balls. True peace is not listening to smooth jazz while sipping on a glass of wine. That is not true peace. The true peace of your life is only going to come from the greatest assist leader of all time. And that is the Holy Spirit working inside of your heart. The Holy Spirit is the greatest assist leader of all time. And the Holy Spirit also assists us, not with help. With, but also with direction. It says this in John 16, that when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he, the Holy Spirit, will declare to you the things that are to come. The Holy Spirit is listening for the Father concerning you. He's listening from the Father to give you direction in your life. 
You don't have to worry about direction in your life because the Holy Spirit is the spiritual GPS of your life. And if you understand that, listen, the Holy Spirit is listening to the Father to help guide you, to say, listen, you need to return this phone call. You need to apply for this job. The Holy Spirit's doing all that work inside. You think it's just, I just had this feeling. Well, baby, that feeling is the Holy Spirit in your life. And when you realize that the Holy Spirit is here to guide you and to direct you, I'm so grateful that I don't have to do this life by myself, but the Holy Spirit helps us. The backstory to this is Jesus had just dropped the news that the disciples, that he was going to be crucified and the disciples were grieving. And he said, and he's, I'm paraphrasing that if I don't go away, the greatest assist leader of all time can't come to you. And Jesus said, there is truth that you are not ready for. He said, there's truth that you're not ready for because throughout your life, there are pivotal moments of truth that you step into. And you think that you just got to that spiritual aha moment by yourself. No, it was the Holy Spirit working in your life to direct you, to guide you, to help you. Is there anybody grateful that you're not alone today? He will guide you to all truth. The Holy Spirit also assists us with prayer. This is my favorite. The Holy Spirit will assist us with prayer. Romans 8.26 says this, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. He reaches out to us through our spirit. He says, listen, I'm going to pray for you because you don't even have the words to say anymore. I'm so thankful because there's many times I've said, dear father, we thank you. I don't even know what to say anymore, God. I'm just so heavy in my heart. I don't even I feel like I've just said it over and over. And it's when we reach our end is when the Holy Spirit steps on the court of our life and begins to intercede and begin to start praying for us. You don't have to come up with fancy words for it to work. The Holy Spirit will make those words fancy for you. He's the greatest assist leader of all time. He takes the deep cravings of our heart, even the cravings that we ourselves don't understand, and he intercedes for us. Sometimes the deepest desires of our hearts, they're hitting way deep inside of our being. They've been covered up by hurt. They've been covered up by bitterness. They've been covered up by life and covered up by how am I going to make it work in all of this life. We think we don't feel it anymore, but the Holy Spirit knows exactly where that place is and begins to intercede for us. The Holy Spirit is a magnet to our weak prayers. He's a magnet to our weak prayers. The weaker I am, the more groaning he does. And he begins to groan and he begins to intercede for us because the Holy Spirit is the greatest assist leader of all time. And the Holy Spirit assists us with wisdom. With wisdom. It says this in 1 Corinthians 2. It says, these are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thought except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except for the spirit of God. 
that verse, it starts with these are the things God has revealed to us. I had to go back. Well, what are the things? It says this in verse six. It says, yet among the mature, we do impart wisdom. We do impart wisdom. These are the things the Holy Spirit gives us. Although it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away. But here's the good part. But we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages of our glory. Why we got secrets? Why is there secrets? I believe the secrets are from the enemy. I believe there's secrets that the Holy Spirit is, is, is intervening and working with us with wisdom in our life to help us, to, to lead us and to guide us. And it says right in the middle of those two verses I just read for you is this verse. No eye has seen and no ear has heard or has it entered into the heart of man what God has prepared for them that love him. We've always used that verse to help us get a new car. I'm here to tell you God is going to bless you. No eye has seen and no ear has heard. That, that's completely out of context. What no eye has seen or no ear has heard is God and the Holy Spirit giving us wisdom. You don't have to believe for a new car if you get wisdom how to buy your own car. You don't have to pray that you don't have to get all. We don't have to get all hyped up that no eye has seen. What we need to pray is that God give me wisdom. Holy Spirit, give me wisdom so I can really see what you have prepared for me. That it's not entered into my heart what you have prepared for, prepared for me. But I realize the way that I'm going to unlock what you prepared for me is realizing that the Holy Spirit is here to give me wisdom in my life. No one shouts on the wisdom thing. No one shouts on wisdom because it's just easier just to believe and trust God just to fix it. But God wants to give you the, the wisdom on how to fix it. Because the Holy Spirit is there to assist us with wisdom. And here's my last point. The Holy Spirit assists us with power, with power. Jesus said in Acts 1, he says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Romans says this, I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me. What I have said and done by the power of signs and wonders through the power of the Spirit of God. Paul said this in 1 Corinthians 2. He says, my speech and my message were not implausible words of wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit and of the power so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men but in the power of God. Power. Power. How many times do we really honestly wake up in the morning and we say, Holy Spirit, give me power. I, I, I can be honest today. I, 
That's not usually my go-to prayer. But the, the Holy Spirit is designed to empower you and to empower me. So we don't have to rely on our own self. I'm tired of relying on me only. I, I, I get weary trying to rely on me, trying to figure this thing out for myself. It gets really weary trying to figure out life by ourselves. And the Holy Spirit is sitting back going, listen, I'm here to give you power, to give you power to be able to do what you are put on this earth to do. Sir, can I tell you that you have power? The Holy Spirit wants to give you power to lead that family, give you power to, to, to be a great provider, to give you power to make all of these decisions. And, and ma'am, the Holy Spirit is there to give you power on how to raise your family, to take care of your kids. You don't have to do it on your own, but there is power that is available to you. If I ask you today to, to turn on the light, there's three forces that would be involved. I would be the one that gives the command to to Maurice to turn on the light and then he would be the one that would walk over and he would switch the he would switch the, the the switch and he would turn it on but there's a third part that we don't see who brings on the light it's not me I gave the command who brings on the light it's not Maurice he just went over and flipped the switch but behind the walls, behind the things that we don't see, there is this power that's at work. There's, there's power. It's, it's not me. It's not Maurice. It is, it's the power. It's, it's the electricity that produces the light. And God wants to give you the electricity of your life to be able to help you. Because there's people here that under the sound of my voice, you're feeling weary from this thing. You're feeling weary from this Christian walk. How can I do it? How am I going to be able to do this thing? How am I going to be able to maintain all of this? I feel so weary from the struggle, weary from the battle. What is the answer? I come to the, I come to the altar. I have people pray with me. I'm coming to church. I'm doing all these things. I serve in the church. I, I got baptized today. I do all of these things. I'm checking the boxes. What's missing? Maybe it's power. Maybe it's power. The Holy Spirit is here to give you, to give me power. Because he's the greatest assist leader of all time. Of all time. Of all time. The Holy Spirit does not come on us for emotional purposes. Now, many times in church, if you've been in church for any long or you can look at TikTok, there's all kinds of funny videos of church and people shouting and running and falling out and all kinds of things and hair falling off and just, you know, ha, ha, ha. I mean, we see it. But let me say the Holy Spirit doesn't come into our life for the primary purpose, for emotional purposes. The Holy Spirit comes into our life for powerful purposes. It's not how I feel the Holy Spirit is touching me here. It's how I handle and how I go about my business on Monday mornings. That's where the Holy Spirit is supposed to rise up in our life. And sometimes we get confused by the, by, by the expression of the Holy Spirit. I, I've shared this testimony and I'll, I'll, I'll be, be quick. And Tony, you can come out and start playing some storytelling music. I, 
I, I remember as a kid, I grew up in a Baptist church. I've told this story before, but uh, I grew up in a Baptist church. And, and uh, we really didn't have a lot of expressive, I mean, there were some times, but it wasn't mom and mom and dad were here. You know, they're here to tell you. It wasn't, it, it wasn't like super expressive in, in the worship, but I mean, we loved God and God was in the room. And we, man, it was such a great training ground for me. But, but I remember my mom was experienced a touch from the Holy Spirit. I mean, like a, an evident move of the Holy Spirit. And, and I remember as I, as I got older and I, and I was in a church service, not there, and I had somebody pray for me that God would give me power. And I remember I sit there and I just felt like this heat and this warmness that just kind of covered my entire body. And I was like, I, I couldn't even control my emotions. Still even hard to talk about today. It was so real. And it was something I had never really experienced before. And I wasn't too, you know, I didn't really grow up around that. But I knew I had, I had tapped into something I've never experienced before. And I was, trust me, I was hesitant. Because I was not the type of guy that wanted just to be caught up in the, the show of it all at church. Can I be real today for a moment? And I remember, and I know this, this particular pastor didn't mean any harm when he said this. He was making a strong attempt to get me to speak in tongues. Because the Bible talks, talks about that one of the evidences of the power of God is speaking in another language. And he was trying to get me to speak in tongues. I didn't. And I remember the church was over. He patted me on the shoulder and he said this. He goes, son, you almost had it. And I thought, I almost had it. Well, what did I have? Because I felt God. I felt the power of God. And it damaged me for a few years. Because I thought there was something wrong with me. What did I do wrong? And, and I remember there just being this journey. And I was, I remember I was, got a little bit cold and I was a little judgy and judgmental when people would be expressive in church about the Holy Spirit and people would, sh you know, shout or, or speak in tongues and it would just make me nervous. And I'd be like, mm, I, bet you ain't even, I bet you ain't even saved. I was judgy. It was bad. It was bad. So traveled, did, did music, and then decided to settle down. So I, I accepted a position at Pathway of Life Church. That was not a good combination. Because Pathway of Life Church, there were all kinds of crazy people in that church. And I would be up here leading worship, and, and the Spirit of God would begin to move. People would be expressive. People running around. I mean, one time I was up here, and uh, I was, I was leading, the keyboard was set up right there, and it was, man, we were just, the presence of God was in the room, and people were on their feet, and people started, some people started running around. And when you're up here, you see everything. And I saw one guy running down that aisle fast, like he was like a track meet, man. He was like, Phew. and he was, he was running down there, and I saw another guy running this way. And I was thinking, there's only one way to go, bro. And right there, and you couldn't see because there's people standing up. 
And man, they ran and they just face to face. One guy just fell out and stayed there. I didn't know if we need to call the paramedics. The other guy just shook his head and kept running. I, you know, somebody had to have had a concussion or something. I don't know. <laughs> but I've seen it all. But I remember being leading worship here and and uh, years earlier, earlier in the years and just really struggling with God. You've called me to this church. But these people are crazy. They crazy and I'm not crazy. They crazy. I'm not. I love you. I love them. But we ain't the same. And I just remember talking to my mom about it. And some reason I get emotional every time I tell this story. Because I said, Mom, I, I want all of what God has for me. But I'm so just conflicted because I, I know what I I felt when I was in that church service, but I was told I didn't get it. And so I felt like there was all these qualifications and rules that I had to follow to have the power of God. It's like, well, you don't do this. You don't have it. You do this and you and it's all this. And it's like, too, it's like why we got all these moving parts? I just want you, God. I just want all of you. And I was so conflicted by it. And I remember talking to my mom and my mom just just coached me through the understanding of what it meant to be filled with the spirit and what speaking in tongues was. Because it freaks you out if you're like in church and somebody just starts going. I mean, if you haven't been around it, you're like, what in the world is going on at that cray cray church? You know? And I told myself that I would always take time to explain the move of God. And the day of Pentecost, when they were one accord, 120 gathered, they, uh, the Bible says they were filled with the Spirit and they began to speak in tongues. Later on in that verse, Peter says, they're not, as, they're not drunk as you suppose. What was Peter doing? He's explaining and I always want us to be a church that explains what this is. This is why I'm telling you the story. I'm telling you the story because I, I want to take the weirdness out of it. And to tell you that the Holy Spirit is the most gentle, respectful, easy. It's, it's nothing weird. So my mom had to unscramble the weirdness out of it. Cause people crazy. I thought people crazy. And so I had to just relax and I just begin to seek the Lord. Let me say, if you really want the power of God on your life, it takes you seeking the Lord for it. There's never a time the Holy Spirit is going to kick down your door in your room and just all of a sudden just, wow, there is a longing and a hunger that has to start within your heart and your spirit. It starts with a hunger. And I remember it was before I was married and I was still living at home. And, uh, uh, and I was talking to mom about it. And I, and I remember telling, telling the Lord this. I said, I want all of you. But God, I've got a condition. I, I got to have all of you in this bedroom. Not in the church house. 
I want it in my house. Because I, I, don't, I, don't need, I don't want the emotions of it. I don't want to be distracted by people's emotions of it. Because I'm easily distracted as it is. So I just, I just need it to be you and me. And I remember just praying. And, be, and God just filled the room. He just, he just, he just filled the room. I don't know why this story always gets me, but, and I remember just, God just filled me the room in such a special, precious way. And and I felt the power of God in my life. I felt the power of God in my life. So here's what I want to encourage you, that if you want power, I want you to know that it can be yours. And you don't have to be afraid of it. You don't, have to, you don't have to get distracted by what people do. This is a simple thing. It starts with you seeking the Lord. I'm going to have an altar call and I'm going to lay hands on you because this is what the Bible says to do. It says that we are to lay hands. This is Paul says in Acts 19. It says Paul placed his hands on them and the Holy Spirit came on them. And they, they, they spoke in tongues. Some prophesied. And so don't allow the tongue thing, speaking in tongues, to be the finish line. I know a lot of people that speak in tongues is barely saved. Don't, don't, Don't get so wrapped up in that because there's many gifts that's connected to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's, it's, it says this in Corinthians. Can I teach for just, just two more minutes? It says, now you are the body of Christ and each of you are part of it. And God has placed in the church first of apostles, prophets, teachers, and miracles, then gifts of healing, gifts of helping, helping. We have a lot of people that help here. You know what you need for, to, to help? You need the power of the Holy Spirit helps and guidance and there's different kinds of tongues and and are all apostles or all prophets he's asked he's asked questioning are all teachers do all work miracles do all have the gift of healing do all speak in tongues do all interpret now eagerly desire the greater gifts it means he's telling us is that not everybody will speak in tongues not everybody's going to have the gift of laying hands and somebody healed. Not everybody's going to have the gift to prophesy. But, but what you can get is the gift of the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. And I want it for you. I want it for your life because life's so much better with the Holy Spirit having full control. Stand to your feet. Here's the altar call, and I know it's late. I know it's late. They... they we ran a little bit late. We were shooting baskets and doing various things. But I, I, want, I want you, this is a simple way this is going to go. I'm just going to do what the Bible says. If you want the feeling of the Holy Spirit in your life, I want you to come down and I want you to lay. And now let me just say, ain't nothing funny going to happen on my watch. I ain't going to push you down. I ain't going to make you put a microphone in your face so you can try to say, I'm not doing that. I'm just going to do what the Word of God says. But if you want power in your life, I want you to come. It may be three people. It may be five people. I don't care. I don't, I'm just being obedient today. But just for a moment, come on, just for a moment, though, everybody just kind of be respectful if you can. I know it's a little late, but be respectful. Hey, ushers, go ahead and shut the doors. Let's don't invite them outside yet. Let's just kind of hang tight because we're still in service. We're still in service. So let's just kind of just allow the Holy Spirit to move and, 
and uh, we just want you, and I just want, I just want you to know that, I, I, I just want you to know that, that you can, you can have the Holy Spirit in your life. Look at all these people that are responding. Thank you so much for joining us. I pray that this was a resource and a blessing to your life. Go to our webpage, polc.cc, to connect with us on all of the things that we're doing. And we want to stay connected to you because we believe God has some great things for you. 